Welcome to the Sensitive Souls Podcast, a communal space where the neurodivergent, the sensitive spirit, and the creative can come together and feel safe, seen, and heard. Whether you are spiritual, into personal development, or just need a friend to talk to, you're in the right space. Grab a cup of tea, a cozy blanket, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sensitive Souls podcast. I'm your host, Jess Palmer, a she-they, fairy, human, doing their best to navigate this life as a neurodivergent, disabled person. (laughs) Uh, I don't even want to finish this intro. I'm just happy y'all are here. You know, it's been a minute. Hi. (laughs) How's it going? I hope you're well. I've taken some time to do the thing of healing, right, and focusing on my needs and, as one does, ebb and flow with their creative process, you know, and I very much felt like I got to a place where I was sharing from a very emotional, reactive place. You can kind of hear it in the previous episodes where I'm just, I'm not having it, you know? Like, I'm just fucking pissed. I just, for lack of a better phrase, like, that is the vibe of some of my most recent episodes. And don't get me wrong, not all of them. Um, Of course, I've had some nice, cozy chats too. Um, But I just feel like the last few episodes were more emotionally charged than I would have liked because that feels inauthentic to who I, not who I am, because I am an emotional person. Let's just call it what it is. As a highly sensitive individual, as a sensitive soul, I do have a tendency to lean more towards the emotional explosive reaction, um, the fight or flight, right? Um, for me, it's fight then flight. <laughs> um, and I don't mean to laugh, but y- y'all know my humor at this point. Like I just am someone who kind of makes a ha-ha out of some deeper, deeper stuff. But you know what I'm saying? Like those who are emotionally sensitive, especially those who were raised in more emotionally volatile childhoods or um, environments, even school, uh, all that all plays into account childhood trauma. It's not just your, um, like your family home that can cause you trauma. It's obviously like your schools and other homes you may have been in, you know, to say the least. And I think it's important that we remember to, I think, not react from a place of our trauma. And I think sometimes people who have had those experiences and therefore have become more and more um, emotionally sensitive person in good and bad ways, right? I was actually having a very lovely conversation with one of my very best friends about this. And, you know, both of us are very loving, warm people, right? Um, and I, I'm not saying that as like a an egoic thing. I just, I know that about myself. Like if you come into my home, I'm going to make you a hot cup of tea and give you a nice rub on the back when I give it to you. You know, I'm going to give you a nice warm hug when you come into my home and 
you know, or when I come into your home, you know, there's always going to be warmth I'm going to show you because I, I love to show people love, right? Um, but as I was, you know, talking about this with my bestie, I'm like, let's think about this because I, I we are very emotionally loving people, but then on the other side of that coin can be very emotionally charged and reactive and you know, borderline in like volatile sometimes. And it's like, how can both of them exist at the same time? This like duality, right? Of a beautifully soft, warm, nurturing individual and this like fiery warrior who feels the need to like defend their honor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how can both exist? And and I guess we could even boil it down to as what, what they would call, right? Like your light and your shadow. I don't know. I don't know what terms I necessarily believe in anymore, but we can call it that for lack of a better example, I guess. Um, but, you know, we all have like lighter and darker aspects to ourselves, like our light, our shadow, like our, our love and our hate, you know, like we are humans. We are going to have negative emotions. We are going to be reactive. But I, I find in my travels and journey in life that those who are a little bit more emotionally sensitive tend to be on that more reactive side. Whereas those who are more, not stoic, but you know, um, introspective and um, they respond, they don't react, right? And um I have beautiful examples of that in my life right now of people who really uh, sit in their power and respond to the best of their ability rather than react where I have not mastered that skill entirely yet. I definitely have made moves in my life. I want to give myself credit where credit's due, but I can do a lot more work. And I think, and I don't know if any of you can relate, but it's like I become subconscious to to it sometimes. Like when I was making those episodes, getting back to what I was talking about, um, I I knew I was pissed. I knew I was feeling jaded by the world. At that point in my life, I just, I wanted to destroy everything. My relationships, my job, my self-worth, my health, like whatever. Like I know I'm being dramatic, but you know what I'm saying. Like I, in all of the ways and all of the things, wanted to destroy my life to just feel something. I don't know. I don't know if that's like depressing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, sorry, that got kind of dark. But like, you know, like sometimes the winter depression for me, by the time like winter is like nearing its end, I feel like by end of January into March is when this period hits. And I feel like a lot of us can relate. It's like, you just are empty at that point. You're like, bro. And especially if you're in like New England and Northern Hemisphere, where you, if you get snow and coldness and darkness for an extended period of time, I feel like you can relate. It's like, you just feel so empty. You're like, you don't have light. You're not being recharged by the sun. You're not putting your bare feet in the grass and seeing the flowers bloom, you know, you're, you're cold, you're bundled up in your house. And for months, it's fun, right? You're cuddled, you're cozy, you're eating ungodly amounts of pizza. And then it's not fun anymore. You're starting to feel stagnant. You're starting to feel 
like your car needs an oil change desperately and you're like way overdue, you know, and it's out of your control. You can't control the time of nature and the seasons. Like you have to allow things to take its pace. And I am not a naturally patient person, but God willing and loving, God is willing and loving. I have become a much more patient person because I've had to be. Um, mind you, I'm. if you're into astrology, I have no earth placements in my chart. None. Absolutely none. Besides like a generational Capricorn and like Neptune or something. Like I very much don't, I very much lack earth. And a part of my mission the last few years has been to really cultivate more earth energy, like stability and groundedness. And I'm getting off topic again. But anyway, I just, getting back to what I was saying. I really felt like I was at the end of my rope, right? And you can hear it when I talk about talking about (laughs) you hear it when I'm talking about like capitalism and working for the man and being in corporate and Mm. you know of course I still very much stand by my opinions when it comes to capitalism and how unethical and harmful it is to the psyche of people and I I am very passionate and I think you know of course like I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with coming off passionate you know, about things like reactiveness can be a display of passion, I feel as well. Um, But it's a fine line, right? Between like passion and being reactive and volatile and like almost insulting or toxic in a way, right? Um, But yeah, I just kind of felt like I was in a place where I was projecting in a way that didn't feel authentic to me. And I wanted to destroy everything in order to have some false sense of control is basically what I was trying to say. You know, like I felt so empty. I felt like I just wanted to feel something. So I'm like, what can I control and manipulate in a sense that will create like almost chaos in my life just so I can feel something? Um, And, you know, as a Scorpio, hi, I also have a Scorpio stellium. So I have a lot of Scorpio placements in my chart and just a lot of that energy, like I mean, y'all know, like I've been through a lot of breakdowns and rebuilds. I mean, I think, you know, I've shared at least two moments of that on this podcast within the last few years that I've been doing this. And it's just incredible to think about like resiliency as well. And I see it in the people around me, like just seeing everyone just step up to the plate when adversity slaps them in the face. But It's like one can only take so much, you know, so I needed to take some time and just kind of focus on my health and get ready for what's to come. And that's, you know, a big reason of why I'm I'm here today to chat with y'all because I, yeah, I'm getting back surgery. I'm getting back surgery uh, less than a week from today. So on Monday, May 15th, I'm getting back surgery and uh, yeah, I got to do the thing, you guys. I got to go do that thing. And I'm getting a lumbar microdisectomy done. So um, in my L5-S1, I have a few herniated discs, but one in particular is causing me a lot of issues. And that's been where the leg pain has come from, where I've shared on here. I've dealt with like constant sciatica and um, yeah, just like all, all the fun that comes with that. So I'm I'm scared, you know, of course, like this is the unknown and 
yeah, it's the unknown, period. Look, let's just put a big fat period on that one, as my mom would say. You know, like the unknown is so scary and it really can bring the worst out in us. You know, like, I don't know if y'all can agree. I feel like I say that a lot. Like, I, I feel like that could be the slogan of this podcast. Like, I don't know if y'all can agree, <laughs> but for real, like, I don't know if y'all can agree, but it's like the fear of the unknown can be so crippling to the point where it brings out these behaviors to want to desperately control your life, even if it means destroying it to create some form of, yeah, control, I guess, right? And it's sad to think that there have been times in my life where I've done that and have succeeded and have ruined really good things, whether it was like jobs or relationships or um, anything, you know, even my health, like taking risks that were unhealthy. Um, when sometimes we have to accept that in life, we go through seasons where we're unhappy with things. And I don't know, I feel like being raised in the realm of Disney and being autistic as well, like I have, oh my God, my ADHD wants to formulate this sentence so bad. So bear with me. Thank you. I've noticed that with folks with autism, and as usually as well with ADHD, that their imagination is either very vivid or they have, um, I think it's called, I'm not even going to try to to say this because I don't want to incorrectly term this, but there is a term in which um, relates to autistic people who can't actually visualize. So like if you want to do like a visualization meditation, like that person literally cannot visualize anything, any creative visualization. And a friend of mine who's autistic actually has this particular um, like trait of it. And so, yeah. But again, going back to what I was saying, um, welcome to the life of an unmedicated ADHD person who's had a cup of coffee this morning and smoked a sativa. So hi, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But going back to what I was saying, that also could be a thing on a t-shirt. I could do merch one day when I'm big and famous. I'll make some fun merch, but okay. Yes. So Disney, visualization, my experience. Yes. Okay. We're back. So I feel like being raised in the realm of Disney and also having a high imagination, like I visualized life differently. Like growing up, I had a very isolated childhood. I was bullied a lot in school. Um, I would go through periods of my life where I'd have like a group of friends and then, you know, then I would be alone for like a period of time. Um, And where I found comfort was like in the recesses of my imaginative or imaginative mind. Um, And I would just visualize like what I think relationships would look like, whether it was romantic or friendship or, you know, life in general. Like I had no real grasp of what life and what the world would look like because I was so inundated with the special interests of mine that is fantasy. Like that is the number one special interest that has followed me through my entire life is fantasy. I love magic. I, you know, that's a big part of the reason why I think I've always been drawn to like 
you know, like magic and living life in a magical way and intent, an intentional life. And, but that's also done a disservice to me because it gave me an unrealistic expectation of what to expect from partners or friends or like, again, life in general, like, but really in my relationships, I feel, and like life, I just feel like it's totally clouded that. And so coming upon my surgery, it's like, I just, all that uncertainty. I don't know how to properly visualize a good outcome, right? Because if I were to try to make this all frilly and everything's going to be okay, like that would be naive, right? Like I know I'm going to be in pain. I know that I'm going to have fear. I know that I'm going to be, I'm going to be on one, you know, like it's, it's going to be like for the first couple of days, it's going to be rough, but I know that I have a lot of love around me and, um, a lot of care and, yeah, that's that's all that matters. And I I have set up a GoFundMe. And if you feel inclined to donate, I will leave a link in the show notes. I very much appreciate it. But of course, it's not it's not expected or needed at all. Um, it's just to cover bills and some other needs that I've outlined in the GoFundMe because I think that's important. Like, and shout out to my friend Caroline for really helping me kind of formulate uh, what I would need to put out there because I do think it's important to let people know where this money's going. You know, think of all the scams out there. And it's like, I'm just looking for some help with bills, (laughs) y'all. And if that's not your jam, like if GoFundMe is not your jam, I also have an Amazon wish list for some recovery items that I think will be helpful and help me just be more cozy. You know, like I'm just like a cozy little human who likes to be comfy and you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough couple weeks where I'm just going to be in bed, um, playing Animal Crossing on pain meds and just hoping to God I can wipe my own ass. <laughs> but yo, shout out to the person who bought the bidet on my wish list, um, as well as the, like, ex- the ass wiper extender. Like, you're the real one or ones, like, whomever bought that for me, like, I love you. That was incredible. I went on this morning and looked at my wish list and I was like, someone has bought this for you. And I was like, oh my God, someone bought me a bidet and the ass wiper extender. Oh my God, I'm going to be able to wipe my ass. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to play y'all. Like I really was worried. I'm like, how am I going to wipe my butt? But now I know. So, and now you know how I'm going to. So thank you for sharing this experience with me. (laughs) But yeah, I'm... I don't know. I, I It's funny that, again, I don't have any earth placements, but I very much value coziness. Like if you come into my space and like, I don't know, I'm feeling like a big, I'm feeling like a lot of warmth in my heart as I'm saying this because I really do love my space as much as sometimes the loud ass road noise can drive me crazy and fucking piss me off with the podcast or, you know, not having the best place to walk outside you know, but having like a beautiful yard, like there's pros and cons to everything, right? Like, and I just feel so grateful to be where I'm at, you know, that regardless of what's going to happen, regardless of the outcome, like I'm in a safe place to heal and people helping me with like the wish list and 
you know, with the GoFundMe, like it's allowing me to cultivate and ensure that I'm going to have like a comfy, cozy space that will meet my needs that I'll need, you know, at that time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to see, to see all of it coming together. And I'm just really grateful to everyone who's been of help, you know, truthfully. And, you know, after surgery, I'm going to be for the first two weeks, just kind of chilling and bedridden, probably making sure I don't get the good old blood clots and all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think the five weeks after that will be more like walking, getting back to like normalcy. And then after that, I believe I'll start PT. So it's going to be a long road for recovery. You know, I went to the doctor to start all this whole process back in January. So you got to think like in four months, like I got x-rays, MRIs, injection, and now I'll be having surgery. So that's a pretty quick turnaround time, I feel like, to get all that stuff done. But like not for nothing, I definitely feel burnt out as an autistic person trying to navigate the healthcare system, advocate for myself, um, be in tune to how I feel about things because sometimes it's hard for me to know in the moment how I feel and it takes me a bit to process. So like I'm trying to, like when I go to doctors, like if they ask me like what I want to do, like, do you mind if I take a couple days to think about it and I'll call your office, you know? And always, like I've never ever had a doctor say, no, you can't, you know? Like if anything, they want you to make like the most sound decision for yourself. Um, but they're going to be honest with you. Like I asked them straight up, like, do you think physical therapy will help this like really large, the, the largest bulging disc? And he was like, no, like, no, the other ones, yes. But like that one is too far gone. Um, and it's just, I don't know, the again, the resiliency of humans. And I've talked to my other bestie about this, who has gone through their own um, struggles as of late. And the resiliency of humans it's remarkable. It's truly remarkable. Um, we endure so much. I mean, sure, there are people who walk through this life who really don't endure much. And you know what? Bless them. I'm, I'm happy that they've had that experience, that life has been pretty smooth sailing, that they've had the resources and support that they've needed. Like, go off, king, queens, and they, thems, you know, like, do your thing. But like, that wasn't me. That was not me. That was not a lot of the people I know and love in my life. And I have such strong, resilient, inspiring, wise people around me and loving. And I want to hope that humanity can get there one day, you know, that they can rise to the occasion and not just like be afraid and act from fear. And, you know, I, I could continue to act from fear and that's where I feel like I was coming off in those episodes too, like coming off because I was reacting from fear, like from fear of like not knowing, like, what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to make momentum? You know, like, how am I going to move forward? Like, I just felt so stuck when really like sometimes transition periods are just like that. Like they're just muddy and they're slow and they're just taking their goddamn time. What's funny too, by the way, is I know we're in a Mercury retrograde and that Mercury goes direct literally the day before my surgery, which wonderful. Um, but I don't know. Like I know my homie was saying that it was going to be impacting fixed signs the most. And I know I'm a fixed sign. 
And I do feel impacted, but not like negatively. I mean, yeah, I have anxiety about what's going on and like my pain sucks, but like I'm not, I don't feel overly fucked up like I usually do in Mercury retrogrades. You know, if anything, I've felt tired. I've definitely been sleeping more, but like I, yeah, I feel like it's gone by pretty fast. And this is our last stretch this this week, like this week we're in now. So let's make it count you know, continue to reflect and to see like, where can you grow and how you communicate with not just others, but like yourself? Like, how do you talk to yourself? How do you interact with your internal dialogue? Because like your internal world, and I'm so sorry about the road noise, you know, it's motorcycle season and like go off. Like I, like get your bag, get that lovely fresh air and wind in your hair. Do your thing. But it's loud as fuck, so I'm, I'm very sorry. Um, but, yeah. Um, I feel like your internal world really and how you manage it, I feel personally, really impacts how you show up physically in your day-to-day. I felt like for a long time I was trying to work towards cultivating physical stability without mental stability. I know if you look at the, I think it's, I forget, um, the higher hierarchy of needs, the first level is like your physical needs, like making sure you're fed and that you're, you know, working and that you have a home, like your stable needs are met. And yeah, you can do that, but if you're mentally unstable, You're just going to burn yourself out and cause more harm in the long run, I feel. So, yes, you want to make sure you're fed. But for me, I couldn't feed myself or get into a routine of managing my life because I was so paralyzed by my, like, mental disabilities, you know. Of course, like, unbeknownst to me at that time. But still, nonetheless, like, until I got my mental health in check, my physical reality very much suffered. Whereas I feel like now I mentally have the wherewithal and the mindfulness and and I don't want to say control, but like discipline to be able to find meaning and mindfulness and intention and even the things I don't want to do like cooking. We all know I fucking hate cooking. Like that's probably like the lowest, that's the highest area in my life where I would love support. Like if I was a bajillionaire, because that is a number, obviously, um, I would have a chef. I would absolutely have someone coming into my home, making me like yummy ass, healthy ass meals that met all my sensory needs. Like they would be like a sensory need specialist chef bitch making like gluten-free, dairy-free, delicious ass food. Like I would have that's a lot of my money would go to weed and food. I feel like a cozy home, homes, because I would want multiple homes in like Italy and maybe like Miami or like Arizona and then Massachusetts or like Maine, you know, like I would want all the plouses. But anyway, anyway, this is, I'm, I'm you know, th- this is me. All right. <laughs> this is why y'all are here. I bounce around. I do my thing. And yeah, I do my thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I started to be more in tune and aware of my mental needs and disabilities, 
I was then able to accommodate myself and like my physical reality. Um, and I've been seeing this term a little bit circulating about romanticizing your life. And, you know, when you see that, you see the typical like cottage core chick living in like a cottage in a forest that's like beautiful, surrounded by flowers, and they have a well. And then they put on their little apron and they put their little hair up into their messy little bun. And they take out their um, fucking rolling pin and their sourdough to make their bread. You know, like these bitches do the thing. And like that's cute and sweet and stuff. But that's not my my reality, honey. Like I live in a city, as you can hear the cars driving by. I live in an apartment with my best friend and cats. And I don't have the best lighting in all the areas. So it's not the most aesthetically pleasing in all parts of my apartment. Um, but like, how can we romanticize our lives in a way that feels authentic to us and not feels like staged or like we have to live up to the expectations or portrayals that we see online. And so at first I was like, oh my God, here we go. Another stupid ass trend with these stupid ass bitches. And then I was like, I'm just being a hater because really the idea of romanticizing your life sounds quite nice. Even as simply as making yourself a meal and putting on some jazz music or like doing the dishes and, you know, in between, like maybe you take little breaks and you like dance a little bit and like have fun or you make a cup of tea. Like for me as like an ADHD person too, like I I need that dopamine stimulation. And for me, I love warm drinks. I love teas. I love coffee. I even like ice drinks, like doing lemonades or like iced herbal tea infusions, like juice blends. Like I I love it all. All right. Like I love the beverages. So for me to have a fun little beverage that can motivate me and inspire me to do the things I got to do and like romanticize my life a little bit. Right. Um, Even if it's like putting on like a sexy outfit or like a Uh, a cozy nighty that's super soft and like feels soft on your curves and you can kind of just like cook dinner and put on some I don't know sensual music and just kind of love yourself you know what I mean like it's it's a beautiful thing to be in your own company and I think we spend so much time in our minds trying to get away from ourselves that we forget that we're right here available to experience Um, so for me right now with this uncertainty and fear of the unknown, I, I'm just being comfortable with myself. I'm just sitting with myself. I'm taking care of myself. I'm getting ready for surgery so that I can be even more comfortable. Um, so yeah, I just, I invite you to be kind to yourself and to see where in your mental space, can you ease up on how you talk to yourself, how you judge what you do or don't do, and maybe start to infuse some mindfulness into your day-to-day experiences because that also helps to quiet the mind too. Like when you are more present in what you're doing and you're breathing and you're tuning into your senses and you're doing the things you're doing, um, it can help quiet the mind and help you to be more present. And I think in a way, romanticize your life. My cats are wreaking havoc per usual. It's because all the windows are open. They're like fiends for the nice weather as we all are. But it's funny, even creatures and animals can 
can understand the cycles that we go through as well, you know, and this is all just a cycle. We are halfway through spring almost, right? Right? Yeah. Cause like in a little over a month will be summer, June 21st or 22nd, whenever the solstice is, I'm sure it's the 21st and it's an exciting time. For me personally, the idea that I'm going to be recovering in summertime uh, with my best friend who's going to be, you know, moving back home for some time, like, and just being around so many loving people, like my my besties at work who just, you know, show me so much love and care. Like, I'm so surrounded with so much love. So, you know, don't feel pressured to donate to the GoFundMe or hit up the wish list. But if you feel inclined to, that's awesome. But if not, like even just a message, like if you want to shoot me a message on Instagram at your pal Palmer, like I would love to hear from you. I, I would love to just receive a cozy little love message. Um, but like, again, no pressure. I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful to come back to the podcast. I knew I would. I just was on one. I was just amped and I was just talking through like gritted teeth. Like you could just feel it. Whereas like I woke up today in a very comfy, relaxed place and I was like, I'm ready to do the thing. So next week there will definitely not be an episode. I even want to say perhaps like for the next two weeks, there may not be an episode so I can give myself enough time to fully recover. Um, But once I'm in a more mobile place in my recovery, I definitely will be coming back to the podcast for sure. Um, yeah, without a doubt. I'm excited. I'm trying to think of some topics I want to talk about. And if you have any suggestions or recommendations or um, like, yeah, if you just like whatever you want to see, whatever you want to hear about, let me know. Um, I'll have plenty of time to be creative. And my intentions for this time off are really just to focus on my physical health. Uh, definitely walk, um, do my PT exercises if I'm given any but definitely walk for sure and focus on eating well. That's a big one. And having fun, you know, even if that's just playing Animal Crossing for hours because I can't do anything else, like I'm going to have a good time doing it, you know, and not worrying about money and bills. And that's why I'm just so grateful for the help that I have received so far is like this really will give me peace of mind and allow me to fully heal without stress because we all know how much stress can cause disease and illness in the body and I you know when we think about trauma and how it is stored in our body and then we think about chronic pain that manifests a lot in our like I mean you see people in their mid-20s being diagnosed with like arthritis and things like that and you know but it really is like I feel like around 30s right, where you start to see some of these problems and like how much is that is just like repressed trauma and like suffering and unhealed pain, you know, is these like, and we've talked about it, like illnesses that manifest, like I'm not saying every physical illness that we experience has a rooted emotional traumatic cause. I'm not saying that at all. I think that's, in my opinion, a little naive to think that way, but hey, like go off. Um, But personally, I feel that some things can be for sure, especially a lot of chronic things. I think things that you've struggled with for a long time and habitually have struggled with in patterns or cycles, perhaps, perhaps have a rooted cause in some 
trauma or emotional suffering that hasn't been fully processed and healed through the body. And it's up to us to do that healing. And it's up to us to change the narrative that we have in our minds and that what we share into the world. And I can sit here worried about surgery. I can sit here worried about going under an anesthesia and like having to not smoke weed for like a day or two, you know, like I, I can, and I've been, but I, right now I don't want, I don't want to focus on the things I can't, I cannot control. I don't like, it's not going to change it. And I say that all the time. Like if you focus on things you can't control, you're wasting so much time and energy because you can't control it. It's not going to change it. Thinking about it, reanalyzing it, trying to break it down to a math equation isn't going to change it. It's not going to give you more control than what you had before. So I really, I've always said this, but I feel like I've really, really embodied it the last year or two is like our, like the present moment is our greatest gift, point blank. And we have the ability to have and receive so much if we just are still and we look around us and see how much that we have and how much we've cultivated, whether it's big or small. Like you have made strides in your life. You have made movements and you've had, you, you've grown, even if you can't always see it. But when we're in the physical moment, we can look around and we can see. I said this to my partner the other day, uh, whenever I go food shopping, or my roommate and I go food shopping and I come home and we fill up the fridge after we've cleaned it out. It, it's like sometimes I get so like, not like emotional, but I, I feel like a swell of pride. I'm like, wow, like a full fridge gives me so much gratitude. I'm so grateful I can afford this food. I'm so grateful that my roommate and I can have healthy, yummy foods, that I can open that fridge and see all the meals I'm going to be eating. And, and it really puts me in the present moment. Yeah, I don't have the most beautiful aesthetic apartment. Yeah, I don't have like all the food I would like to buy because food's fucking expensive right now. But I have enough. And what I have is great. And I'm so grateful for that, you know. And if you're going through any type of tough time, whether you're going to go through a health thing or maybe you're moving or going through a breakup or things at work are moving around, whatever it is you're going through, when you feel out of control, I invite you to reel it in by being present because that really is where 100% of your control is, is right here and right now. Um, and making choices in this moment that are going to help bring you peace and ease. Mm. And I think what I would like to do is end today's episode with a brief uh, loving kindness meditation. And if that's not your jam, feel free to hop off here. Uh, but this is a meditation and it's almost like a, you could say it's like a mantra or affirmations that you can do um, to find peace and ease in the moment and to cultivate love. Uh, but this is what I've been using as of now to uh, find some peace and stillness. So um, again, if that is not your jam, feel free to hop off here. Um, and I love you. Thank you for being here. Truly, your love and support mean the absolute world to me, and I'm happy to be back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's loving kindness meditation. 
In today's meditation, you will be experiencing feelings of love, comfort, support, and reassurance. Finding peace with what is in this moment and shying away from attachment to thoughts of judgment towards self or others and just finding peace here in this moment. I welcome you to get settled whether it is sitting upright or lying down. If you're driving, please do not close your eyes. But feel free to tune into these frequencies of love and these affirmations of peace and reassurance. As you get settled into your seat, I invite you to take a nice deep breath in through the nose, expanding the belly. Holding it for a moment. And letting it all go. A nice second deep breath in through the nose. And letting it go. One more nice deep breath in through the nose. Filling that lower abdomen with air. Holding it. And letting it go. Beautiful. Feel free to place a hand on the lower belly and one on the heart if that feels good for you. And continuing this mindful breathing for a moment, breathing in through your nose. And letting it all go in a way that feels good for you. Breathing in and out. And in this loving kindness meditation, we are going to begin by visualizing a loved one, whether that be an animal, a partner, a friend family member, co-worker, perhaps even a stranger that you had a heartwarming connection with. I want you to bring to mind what they look like, if that feels good for you. And if visualization is not in your practice, then I invite you to feel the warmth emanating from your hands as it's in contact with your heart and lower abdomen and feeling the love and warmth that radiates from those places and spaces. Visualizing this love, I want you to really take in all of their features, 
their eyes, their nose, the way their mouth turns when they smile, the way they look at you with love and gentleness and softness, really bringing in this whole picture of love and care and support. And as you're looking at them, I want you to say these words to them in your mind or out loud, whatever feels good for you. And with a smile and a warm heart, say to them, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you feel safe and be at ease. Looking at them with love and kindness and gentleness. Again, stating, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you feel safe and be at ease. And perhaps you see them smile with gratitude. Perhaps you embrace, feeling this love circulate all around you with comfort and love. And as that person fades away from the picture now, I invite you to bring to mind yourself. Perhaps you appear as a younger version of yourself or maybe it's present day, maybe it's even in the future. However you appear, welcome it. Take yourself in, your eyes, your nose, the way your mouth curls into a smile, the rosiness of your cheeks and the life you're emanating. I want you to continue to hold on to this love and warmth that you felt seeing your loved one and now direct it to you, looking at yourself with kindness and love and comfort and support, smiling and feeling the warmth in your heart and abdomen where your hands are laying. Look at yourself and say, May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you feel safe and be at ease. Looking at yourself with love and support and patience. Repeat, 
May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you feel safe and be at ease. Allowing yourself to really bask in those words and affirmations, knowing that you are worthy to be happy, healthy, to feel safe and be at ease. And in this moment, you can visualize showing yourself love in the form of an embrace, and understanding that no matter what, you will always be there for yourself amongst any adversity. That you can cultivate this love, understanding, and certainty within any experience you're having for yourself and those in your life. Taking a nice deep breath in to absorb all the love that we have cultivated here today. Filling yourself with all that love and letting go of any fear of the unknown. You are safe and you are loved. Thank you. And may you move forward today with peace in your heart 